Oh, oh God! What, what is this? What is this creature next to me? What is this? We'll meet again, Spider-Man. Will, will you? Yeah, because like the, the third act has to happen. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but first they're gonna have that cheeky chappy conversation on the rooftop, oh, which is probably my favorite yeah. moment in the whole film. The Goblin's just like, "Look, I know I've drugged you, but um, think about it. Mm. We could, uh, we could, we could be on top of this shit. You and me, we could rule this city." What he means by that, I don't even think he knows. Mm. Um, you, me, we're exceptional. Like, oh, okay, Defoe going for it, but I just love the, I love the bollocksness of that scene. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for him to be like that. His proposal doesn't make any sense. Tobey Maguire has no work to do that day. It was probably a stuntman because they just sat there lolling their head a little bit. You know. What if it wasn't a stuntman? What if only Tobey Maguire can authentically loll his spider head? <laughs> it's true. And under the mask, he's gurning. <laughs> like he's full on gurning. Like he's taking a shit. <laughs> um, he's Jim Carreying. Oh, under God. The mask. Well, we'll get to him. I think that scene only exists in Spider-Man 2002, folks. The motion picture. Uh, so Defoe could have one scene in the Goblin outfit where you had like the eyes and the mouth visible so you could probably see him. I think that's the only reason that scene exists. Tell me, Spider-Man, why did you spill your beans? Well, You're sp- fond of me lobster, ain't ya? Well, Spider-Man fights off an evil seagull. Yeah. Uh, and a tentacled beast. Um, so... <laughs> I want to watch Spider-Man now. It's I a damn fun film. Watch Spider-Man. It's a good one. The scene before that is probably, like, the the most interesting one for side. It shows why Sam Raimi does so well with the non-main characters and all the supporting incidental cast. Because it's, it's a Jameson showcase. Mm. Like, he's a big blowhard caricature, and J.K. Simmons is... Like, he, he's seasoned the scenery before he arrived. Like, he had the catering team season it all. So he could arrive and just start <laughs> chomping down. Um, but with a napkin, so he doesn't get any in his little his little moustache. Yeah, he likes Cajun rub. He does. He loves a good old Cajun rub. So um, put some Cajun rub on your doors. Oh, J.K. Simmons. So come and chew appear. him. He'll appear dressed like he was in that gym photo. Yeah. Your door's like like hench Santa. Big old beard. <laughs> Roy, Roy did Father Christmas. We'll just be there waiting for you. Roy smile on his weathered, cracked face. <laughs> he does have a weathered, cracked face. Well, you get you get to a certain age, you just have a weathered, cracked face. <laughs> but it's that lovely bit in that scene where, you know, he's been a blowout arsehole, clearly very sort of like, ah, is it right-wing media angry? This and the other, blah, 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 blah. And then um, the goblin's like, right, who takes the pictures of Spider-Man? He can bring me to him. And he's like, I don't know who he is. This stuff comes in the mail. And you're like, Wow. Jameson is willing to die to protect that random kid who gives him photographs. That kid who he treats like shit. That says so much about the character in, like, one line. It's brilliant. I love it. Raimi's great, which is why I'm not disappointed that he's doing Doctor Strange 2. No, I think that's a really, really good fit. We should probably, like, start the podcast, (laughs) shouldn't we? Yeah, I guess. Hey! Hi! Hey, girl! Based on the analytics, there's not as many of you. No. Um... Do we smell? Fucking analytics. <laughs> I hate him. Bane of my existence. I hate... I hate... I analytics. I hate numbers. I can never stretch enough. 
I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm Chris. Too much information, Johnson. I'm I'm just tired of this shit. And <laughs> you are listening to the Big Dub Cast, nerdy news, geeky gossip, all the stuff that's fit to fill the time before you go to the grave, which eventually we all will do, but before then we could at least talk about the GoBots for a while? You're a ray of fucking sunshine, you, you know that. Yeah, that was my middle name? It's my middle name, Ray Sunshine Johnson. Sunshine's out of my Johnson. Oh God! Like a like a lighthouse. You should probably get that looked at. You saw the lighthouse. I did see the lighthouse. <laughs> you already quoted the lighthouse. I already quoted the lighthouse at least at least once. That's that's one film I'm going to ask you about before we get to the obvious blue hedgehog in the room. Oh um, God! I really hope he isn't. What was the lighthouse like? Uh, very strange. I noticed you are wearing a beanie, uh, similar to that yeah. that a modern day seafarer would wear. Yeah. Well, whilst whilst carting mackerel out of various nets, I like to keep my valuable yed warm. Um, <laughs> your babby's yed. Your babby's yed must be cradled uh, at all times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's cushioning. <laughs> cushioning uh, the yes. lighthouse is fucking weird. Um, and. It's a 2019 motion picture by the guy who directed The Witch. The Witch, Robert Eggers. Um, I don't know where to begin, really. It's Let's start by smashing preconceptions. Is it a horror film? Yes. Is it a flat-out sort of horror picture, or is it more a psychological horror picture? It's more of a psychological horror picture. Although there are some, <clears throat> frankly, just really horrific moments in it, like things you would expect out of a a more traditional horror movie. Is it made more unnerving by the use of black and white imagery and the 4-3 uh, format? Yeah, it looks like something that was shot in the 1920s. And has just been unearthed. Yeah. With that extra level of, oh, this feels even more off because I know these two actors are alive now. Yeah. <laughs> That's always weird. When they it's can like... make a film look like it is much older, yet your brain is automatically going... But that's, but that's Robert Pattinson. That's Robert Pattinson. That doesn't make any sense. It's not older. It's the, the <clears throat> it has those two central performances at its core, and they're just electrifying, they're riveting. Those two performances. He shows um, that clip of Defoe going off on one. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like this is. I mean, this there's there's some there's definitely some heightened kind of theatre about the, it, it, the 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 performance with a little tweak in it could be a stage show. A little tweaking and a lot of, I'm assuming, visual effects for a couple bits. Uh, yeah, for a couple bits. <laughs> for a couple bits. So it's two dudes in a lighthouse. Two dudes in a lighthouse. And what happens when two dudes are alone in a lighthouse, folks? They go fucking mad. Oh. <laughs> well, I thought... I, uh, well... I thought, I thought well, mm, Okay. I just, I just assumed that I'd be able to watch a pirated version of this on Spank Bang at some point in the near future. Um... Other brands of adult website are available, but they don't sound as funny. I think there are multiple masturbation scenes. You think there are multiple masturbation scenes? Yeah. How many scenes are shot above the waist with pained expression with Tobey Maguire guns? Well, yeah. (laughs) It's... There's a lot of of ambiguity in this film. (laughs) Over what is really happening and what really is happening. Do you want to see my globulin green? Oh, God. That was a spectacular Spider-Man reference oh, for you. God. <laughs> no, I don't want to see anyone's globulin green. Anyway, you can. It's black and white. True. Oh, true. Hey. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> um, it's good. It's weird. A lot of people are just not going to like it. Is it a two-hander completely, or do you get other performers uh, in there? There are other performers in there, but I think Pattinson and 
Um, Defoe are the only people who have actual dialogue. Okay. Are they the only ones who have credits? No. Because that's always a nice sort of bit of rug pulling to make people think that they know what they they know what they're getting going in. They, well, they like, get... like how the woman in black to this day on stage, they only have a credit two actors. Well, there are only two actors in it. What? Um. <laughs> so. The uh, lighthouse was spoopy. <laughs> it was spoopy. It was spoopy. It's a spoopy movie. Janelle's was spoopy. What? My bowel movements this morning. Oh. No, that was poopy. Sorry. Um. Spoopy, last night before the recording of this, Gentle Viewer, we went to see Ghost Stories on tour. Um, ghost Story. Keep the secrets of Ghost Stories, it yes, says. Yes, so obviously. we will. So we bloody will. We're not going to spill any beans. But <laughs> and why would we spill our beans? No, no, no. But we'll say this, uh, friend of the show, long-time listener and bon vivant, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> Charlie had only seen the movie adaptation and was saying to us before, are we going to... You know, is is it? I have, do I know too much about it because I've seen the film? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think you do because well, he was he was pleasantly surprised by the end. And, yeah, and we, having seen it before, were also surprised. Yeah, because they tweet some things since last we saw it. They move things around. Um, they but, don't like they don't like clever clogs. It's a show that does not like clever clogs. It's no. like no, we don't. You come in there thinking you know what you're getting. We know you're going to come back because you're going to want to be looking for hints at the stuff you now know about throughout the show but we ain't going to give you the exact same show mm. which is nice um, horror theatre is something that I want to see more of I want to see more horror theatre it's so much fun there's an element of camp to it yeah that it has to embrace yeah really. I mean, it's noticeable how many laughs this got oh yeah I mean intentionally funny and yeah. sort of non-funny bits and nervous a lot of nervous laughter although we're, oh yeah oh god like toward the end a certain object is picked up and straightened up a bit in the scene, and yeah. the entire room sort of went, oh, because they kind yeah. of realised what it was. You're like, oh, that's freaky. I was very, I was going to say this now, we saw it at the Lowry, Salford audience, mixed ages, but mostly adult. I didn't really see many teenagers or kids there. No, I think it was not entirely adults. Um, I think it is, I think it does have an age rating on it. I think it's a 15. Yeah. But, it, but it's, it's not like a, a strict 15, it's like a, this is the recommended age, seriously guys, you're going to, traumatize your kids if you bring them to this and you should yeah do bring them and traumatize them yeah uh, you should traumatize your children that's that's the big damn cast telling you to traumatize, don't traumatize, no, traumatize don't your children. Traumatize children don't traumatize your children please for the love um, of god so uh, it's it, you know the, the, it's freaky as sin but I was weirdly proud of the audience when a character made a sort of casually xenophobic reference a xenophobic comment in, in the first half and no one chuckled yeah, which is I, which I know that's a weird thing to say. I was proud of everybody, but it's because it's not meant as a funny moment. There's a there's a pithy comment about someone learning English later that is played for laughs. Yeah, I like to break the tension in a really tense moment. But um, like normally that bit when I've seen it before, people sort of go, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Oh yes, oh they are coming to take our jobs. Funny like, racist. Oh, that's that's. I mean, you can obviously laugh uncomfortably at things like that, or laugh at how uninformed the the character is uh, and how you know backwards thinking they are but everything he says up to that point does get a chuckle and then that didn't get a chuckle and then the chuckles came back for like the next thing and I was like well done audience this is reassuring Mm. this was a really reassuring thing to to not hear thanks everybody thanks thanks everybody really good performances though um couple more camp than others couple were ramping up the camp quite a bit ramp the camp Ramp that camp. But I think it's one of those shows you can get away with it on. Yeah, visual effects are always nice. 
Um, for our thoughts on Ghost Stories, the film, which will of course include vague spoilers of the plot because we did sort of do a spoiler section, uh, go back to, roll back the rock until the dawn of time. Um, or whatever the hell that dinosaur played by John Goodman sang in that film that came out the same day as Schindler's List. What? Uh, there's there's a film called We're Back, a dinosaur story. What? I think it's Warner Brothers, but it's it's one of those early to mid nineties film, early nineties, maybe ninety three, where everyone was trying to kind of get in on the Disney animation boom, like the Renaissance of Disney was doing yeah, so well. Yeah, yeah. So like you had a shed load of stuff like um, you know, your Fern Gullies. Fern Gully was in production during the early part of the Disney Renaissance, but then they were like, no, nope, we need to get this out. We need to get this out. Come on. Um, Robin Williams recorded his lines for Batty the Rapping Bat long before he recorded his lines for Aladdin. That's how long Fern Gully was in production. Um, random. But, uh, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it, Fern it's, Gully, mate. Yeah, so during that 90s boom, there was a bunch of films like that. Things like, like Five Will Goes West, the Don Bluth stuff yeah, started to blow yeah. up. Crap like Thumbelina. Um, <laughs> stuff that has got a big following, mostly, I think, from the VHS generation, like Anastasia. That when you actually break it down, you're like, the animation of this is gorgeous. And Everything else there. is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... Prince of Egypt. N- now that one... That, that was one, like one of the first DreamWorks projects, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, pr- uh, it was... A, uh, was it... Uh, Spirit Stallion of the Shimmer or something? It was like one of their early ones. Yeah, I remember that one, because I had and the then, Brian Adams uh, um, song. Yeah, oh God, yeah. I forgot about that. And then, um, I'm trying to find our Ghost Stories episode for reference, but like... It was a while ago. It was quite a while ago. It was back during the Black Banner era. The Black but, Banner era! But not the not the original Black Banner era. If that makes, just type in Big Damn Casting Ghost Stories on YouTube and you'll find it first. Yeah, probably. Um, maybe. So maybe you... The algorithm hasn't buried us. Uh, no, do you know what? We, we finally climbed through as Big Damn Cast. It used to be if you searched Big Damn Cast or Big Damn Channel, there were others mucked in there. But now if you go into the autocomplete, especially the if you type especially if you type the show the way we have always typed the show, hash big damn cat the moment you type hash B B I, it's like bump, there we are. Oh, good. Well done. Well done, algorithm. You're Call getting something right. But um yeah, that the animation boom produced a movie called We're Back, a dinosaur story, which is about two lovable children fighting an evil scientist who runs a circus. With alongside some talking dinosaurs who were back for reasons. All right, so what the Sonic movie should have been? <laughs> well, maybe we'll get to that. Um, and it came out the same day as Schindler's List. Oh, oh no, no, the, the, the same same month. Yeah, that was it because it was a Universal movie. It was a Universal movie. It was the same month, so it was like, wow, this studio is having one hell of a mood swing. <laughs> this is wrong. Well, you got to give some the kids something to watch, on you? While well, you go and <laughs> self-flagellating Schindler's List. Oh. Oof. Schindler's List is a good movie. Schindler's though. List is excellent, That's and uh, one of the first three-disc DVDs I ever bought. Three-disc-er? Yeah. Um, was the movie over two discs? No, the movie's on one, but uh, I think the commentary is on a separate one, and as a result, the film is in a slightly lesser quality. quality. That's bizarre. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's early DVD. The DVD edition came out like 2000, so like the first few years of DVD. And it was, you know, it's a it's a three and a bit hour film. It's a long bugger. Yeah, it is a long bugger. Um, and it's a hard watch, and it's an even harder watch now, knowing uh, how racist Liam Neeson has been. Yeah, it's like harder to watch because you're like, 
okay, so like it's all well and good protecting people for their race and religion and beliefs. As long as they're the same skin color oh, as Liam. Okay, yo, that's interesting. Yo, yo, yo. But not to take away from the performance in the film and everyone else, Ray Fiennes is fucking horrifying. He is brilliant in that. So, yeah. It must be said. So that's our review of Schindler's List. Anyway, have you seen Schindler's List? Let us know. Big dumb contact. Did you... <laughs> I've seen Schindler's List. You know what else I saw? Oh? The uh, the Batman costume test. Yes, boy. We didn't mention. We well, it, it sort of snuck out uh, after last week. It, yeah. it was the classic big damn thing. We record these traditionally on a Wednesday, and uh, every now and again, Wednesday seems to be the day where studios blow their load in the evening or afternoon. And it's like, thanks, you bastards. Yeah, buggers. But it does mean that you've all seen the costume test by now. Yeah. So Matt Reeves just released a video saying uh, camera test. Probably the most watched thing on Vimeo ever. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, who's going to Vimeo all the time? It looks like a costume test. It bloody does. It, it's, I wonder if this is the style now for the DC marketing from Warners. Yeah, Because the first thing we saw of Wonder Woman 84, like, the first thing that we got wind of was over a year ago now. So, ages back. And it was the heavily edited teaser poster... Of Diana in the golden armor, yeah, with the multicolored background, which is a stunning image, and was my phone wallpaper for about three months. It's pretty fucking great. But that was like that's the first we saw in the movie. It was a costume shot, mm. albeit an edited one for like limited poster release. The first like, we shot, wow. the first we saw of Birds of Prey was was a was a costume was a, was a photo from yeah. uh, Mag Robbie's costume sessions. And then when they released that first teaser, it was from the costume. Yeah, yeah. The uh, first we saw of Joker, Joker. was the makeup test. Which was which was obviously a little more artsy. That yeah. one they were going like, "Here's Arthur Fleck and For some artsy. music," and then oh yeah, still great. It's, that's I'll admit that's probably my favorite thing to come out of Joker was that costume test video. That was the first time we got a Watchmen as well. Way back, they, they slipped a shot of oh the Rorschach um, mask <clears throat> test into the three hundred trailer. What? Or something like that. Well, like like a separate piece, or just like a visual flash or something. Like a like a like a frame or two. That's weird. But mind you, that was what two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So that yeah. would have been like in the heyday of viral marketing. Everyone trying to find like the new thing. I think um, that was Zack Snyder pushing to get it made. He did the did the mask test and then slipped it into one of the things. Let me let me look at that. But while while I look that up, um, shall I talk about the gun? Talk about <laughs> talk about. The Batman. The Bateman. So, not, um, no, not, not, not Patrick Bateman. Oh. <laughs> not? Jason Bateman? Christian Bale's not in this. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so no Patrick Jason Bateman. Bateman. Uh, no, because he's also not in this as far as I'm aware. Well, now I'm sad. Um, uh, Jason Bateman as Robin. Um, just just Jason Bateman with put a domino mask and a cape on him. And he's like, I don't understand. Tonally, this doesn't make any sense. Quiet, Robin. Um, and then the Earth Development narrator comes in. <laughs> he didn't understand. Um, so it's 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 our bats. Um, we don't see all of him. It's in an incredibly red hue to the point where on the day of its release, ba- the Batman, Robert Pattinson, and Daredevil were all trending because it was like, is this a Daredevil teaser? Is this a Daredevil teaser? It's very red. It's very bloody red. And the fact we don't see the top of the cowl, it's like you can sort of see the slight rays yeah. where the where the ears are gonna be. So it was like, this is Daredevil. Those are well, horns. It's one of those like. Um, people are there was all those clickbait articles why this is why uh, it looks so much like uh, this is why the Batman costume looks so much like Daredevil and I'm like you don't have to read that article to know they're going to say because it's shot in red yeah 
because it's shot in red, you <clears throat> fucking idiots. But yeah, we don't see the mm. ears, which makes me think the ears are going to take us all back in some way. I think they think the ears are going to shock us, which means they're either going to be like way short, like like full blown um, Dark Knight Returns short, shorter yeah. than than Affleck's, or they're going to be considering the biggest inspiration. It seems is Long Halloween for this story, based on all the hints and everything. It might be Tim Sale, ridiculously tall ears. I would love. I love. A, I love a tall Batman. Problem is, you can't shoot any scenes of him walking through doorways. That's the only thing they'd have to then avoid in the no. Movie. He just the motion picture. His ears are steel, so they just cut through the doors. <laughs> cut through the door like jams. A, like, a, like a gingerbread man. Yeah, well, it's like sculptor. it's like a Looney Tunes thing of uh, everywhere he goes, he just leaves a shape of the Batman in the wall. Forget branding criminals and let them get beat up in prison. He just <laughs> takes out a Batman-shaped section of wall everywhere he goes. That's my favourite pizzeria. Why? Because Batman's been in there at some point. Look oh, at yes. The doorway. Oh, shit. Let's go get a calzone. Did you say Falcone? No! What do you know? Smacked. The Batman. 2020. Calzone! Are we getting it? Falcone! next year, aren't we? Yeah, 2021. Um... I'm not sure how many visual effects they're going to need to touch up, though, because Colin Farrell's put on weight to play Penguin, so... Yeah! Don't need to, don't need to do any touching up on the old Farrells. A handsome oh, man. someone will. Now more cuddly. Someone um, will. Ooh, baby. Someone will touch up the Farrell. Uh, but the biggest thing, aside from the obvious like Arkham Knight influence on the costume, uh, that everyone's noticed, although my favourite detail is the collar, the fact the cowl and the cape are definitely separate pieces. I love a collar. Like, the cowl is a cowl. Like it is, it's hipster Batman with his popped collar. <laughs> but like the, the cowl is a, is an is a full on cowl, but it's not a big rubbery thing. It's more skin tight, isn't it? A and then you've thing? got like a goth a Gotham by Gaslight kind of like popped collar. But the thing the internet started to really latch onto was the bat symbol. It's not a bat. It's it's reminiscent of a bat. And on closer inspection, appears to be a broken up gun. Um. Which, in turn, could be a reference to a very recent Batman story. Yeah, this in, is... Uh, uh, Detective 1000. Yeah. Detective Comics 1000. There's a, a short story, essentially about Batman's ethos, uh, written by Kevin um, in a row, Smith, and illustrated by Jim. Uh, just illustrate my death and I'll be happy with that, Lee. And uh, in that... Batman, as part of sort of filling in of his background, yeah. gets hold of the gun used by Joe Chill that murdered his parents, melts it down, mm-hmm. turns it into a circular plate, and fits it into his costume Under beneath the bat symbol, bat yeah. symbol uh, saying that the 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 the, ob- the like the the object that took lives that night is going to save mine. And, and that's like, been a that's wow. been a common um like he's like he's perverted yeah. the use of a gun for good. That's been that's been a common theme of like Batman a, a common like element of Batman's costume for years the idea that the the big old bat symbol is is armor plated underneath. So because people it's, shoot it's a, at it. And that's why it used to be bloody bright yellow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah, it it's immediately draws the eye. It's just a splash of color so people aim for that and then it's armored underneath so which all the costume revisions in the last few years I always forget and I'm always like guys come on come on, come like, on. The, the, the rebirth well, I think one the idea... touched on it briefly because it had like a yellow outline yeah but, but I think I want I want the circle man yeah, it's such like a striking image but I think we it... might get seen in the dark we can cover it up with your cloak mate yeah. it's Batman 
You freaking Batman. I like the idea that um, <laughs> the whole costume's armoured, so I think that's why they've moved away from it in recent years. Um, and I think I think the reason Arbats is in the Arkham Knight kind of armour as well is the same reason Keaton was so heavily covered in rubber. It's because as fit and trim as he'll get for the role, he's, he's not, not get... a big guy. Yeah, he's not going to get Affleck, Affleck big. But I don't think Batman should be Affleck big. No. He's I mean, fucking Batman, he's not... Batman can be Affleck big, but I think ultimately it's just down to how the characters presented that... that Affleck Big unfortunately became the defining trait of that Batman. Yeah, well, surely, Look at him yeah. doing his gains workout, brah. He's smacking that tire with a sledgehammer. You all like that, right? You're all jacking off in your seats, right? It's like, <laughs> Zach, that's not Batman. Like, Surely it's more important that Batman be agile. Yeah. Is it? Well, I mean, the armor might not make him agile well. per se. But then again, this might not be the only costume. I know, obviously, Matt Reeves is directing it, which means it's going to be a little bit more adult, but... It's also Batman, so there's going to be toys made. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a couple costumes. Well, the toys the always film. make up costumes, don't they? True. Like, it's got Golden Batman. Blast Cape Batman. Arctic Swirl Batman. Arctic Swirl. <laughs> Raspberry Ripple Batman. <laughs> Neapolitan Batman. Fondant Fancy Batman. Just him in a pink tux with a cream shirt. Mm, chocolate chip. <gasps> I want a fond and fancy Batman, Daddy. I bet you do. <laughs> well, <laughs> Daddy, be my fond and fancy Batman. But like, Daddy. Keaton sort of plays Batman as um, like we don't really get to know him properly. We get to know him a little bit more in Returns. Yeah. Um, but he's not the main character of Batman. Uh, I know, right? Um. But you get the idea that he's he's quietly detectiving on the side. He's covered in this like thick rubber. I don't mean they even like refer to a couple of characters refer to it as rubber over the course yeah, of that yeah. quadrilogy. Like he's covered in like thick rubber, um, and you know he, it's because he's not like he's trim. We see him working out. We see him dangling upside down from that bloody thing. But he's he's mostly keeping fit. He's not like becoming a like you say. He's not, like he's not shit out. He's not buffing up. Yeah. Um, He's not bulking up. He's just staying trim. Yeah, and and, and that's because the the gadgetry, the the costumes, in the work, and they they sow that seed really well in the eighty nine Batman because he has a whole of armor. Yeah, like you know the samurai stuff and everything. Like he he has studied warfare and and how people protect themselves in battle and all this that and the other. And it's it's never explicitly said. It's just there. And you're like, oh, okay. No wonder he's created a suit for himself. Like he's obviously looked into all this and then gone, yeah, I'll create a costume. Like I'll be this. This thing, and I'll be covered, and I'll, I can fight off and pull really annoying little claw things out in the second one, which imply that the rubber's not that thick, really, because <laughs> yes. she stabbed me somehow in my abdomen. I should be a bat. Well, no, she gets around the side of him. She does, but... Because she's, yeah. she's feeling the armour, and she's like, no, yeah, no, no, not true, no. yeah. That, that's you, and then stabs him. Yeah. So she gets round the side of this front armour, so it probably, it must she, be more She finds, like, a thinner sides. bit. Yeah. yeah. Kinky sod. Yeah. And then he does that thing where he pulls it out, and he goes... And he's just kind of staring at it. And the shot lasts almost a little too long. And it's like, you just know that Tim and the costume department are really pleased with how those little claws have turned yeah. out. And they just want to show you. Like, these claws. Um, They're pretty good. Fife's costume in that is phenomenal. That is a great costume design. For that version of Catwoman, it's so good. Must have been a bitch to get in and out of, though. Yeah, I've got all of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the, the bat suits, yes, but especially that one. Good God. Um... 
Yeah, I think I think she had a whole body surgically removed, <laughs> and that and that costume sewn onto her neck yeah. down. Yeah, you did a whole head <laughs> transplant stuff. Yeah, for... which 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 then uh, Tim perfected the technology of, and that's how he got uh, Pierce Brosnan and Sarah Jessica Parker's severed heads. Uh, oh yeah, to oh, perform in Mars Attacks. Of course. <laughs> but then he did have to put them back. So. Yeah, yeah, but he put them back in the wrong way. And that's, we, <laughs> and that's how we got Sex in the City. Um, oh, good lord. Um, will we see Zoe Kravitz Catwoman soon? Will we see any of the costumes? I hope so. It'd be nice to get teased a bit more because way ahead of the film's release, you could generate so much hype already if in like a month's time you just went, here are three vague character posters. We'll start getting set photos first. I don't want them though. We'll start getting them. I don't want them. I, I, want, I want stuff that they release. I want, I want controlled tasty phone wallpaper worthy imagery that's what I want well we're in the age of everyone's paparazzi so you'll get what you're given and you'll fucking like it I don't like it which is the attitude that the studio took to Sonic Ah! we're here guys buckle up strap in Paramount Pictures and Sega's Sonic the Hedgehog Sega have like a Marvel Studios style logo for this. I've heard. I've also heard that it doesn't come with the jingle. Nope. What's the point? Then? Nope. You could get rooms full of grown ass adults in those screens all collectively going, Sega! Well, if you had it do you, that. You could, but the biggest problem of Sonic the Hedgehog 2020, <laughs> formerly Sonic the Hedgehog 2019. 19, yeah. Is that he doesn't know who it's fucking for. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. As I interview my this sp- handsome man. My spoiler-free who's thoughts been, who's been are available on YouTube. Yes. My, this is full spoilers, full tilt, full speed ahead. Got to go fast. <laughs> the only thing this film made me go was flaccid. We have an Iron Fist scenario here. Uh, I, I text Matt on Sunday saying, like, I've got a bit of free time Tuesday afternoon for theatre. Do you want to go see Sonic? And you text back with words that I guess in hindsight are probably life-saving. Man, one you, of the best things you must have heard all year you, so far. You t- Well, you're about to prove that to me over the course of the next half hour. Yeah. You, t- you text back saying, uh, Charlie and I caught it on Saturday. Uh, yeah. You don't want to waste your time. I was like, oh. Yeah, don't, don't do Okay. It. Um, sure, and 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 then from what you told me yesterday, and from what you said in your spoiler-free review, I'm like, oh, good lord! So Sonic the Hedgehog is a movie based on the video game property of the same name, which is a talking blue hedgehog with red trainers and white gloves who runs real fucking fast. Run, Barry! Run faster, Barry! We believe in you, Barry. Um, oh, he... there's some Flash stuff in there. Oh, yeah, there's a bit in the thing where you read the comic. The Flash comics. Um... That's his comic collection. I'm guessing he shoots a pithy one-liner about it, like, well, it's not that impressive or something like that. No. 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 Oh, he actually likes the Flash comics. He just reads them real fast. Oh, which would devalue them and the grading would go down because the pages would have some natural wear and tear. (laughs) Um, So... Well, no, he is wearing gloves. True. Well, he is now. Or is he? He wasn't originally. What? There's a thing about that? No one ever mentions him wearing gloves and he never takes them off. That's fine. So they might just be because when hands. it was just white tipped fur, that was freakish in the original design, or it was just white tipped. I mean, this isn't less freakish. I suppose it's. I suppose it's. It's only less freakish if you are aware of what Sonic looks like. So you just go, "Yeah, that's Sonic." And it's still because the, the Detective, P- Detective Pikachu took a smart route with that in 
they consulted that artist who got massively famous for doing realistic Pokemon designs. Yeah. On texturing. They got him involved to talk about, yeah. like, texturing. But they ultimately chose to make the Pokemon look like the anime. Well, they had to get everything approved by the Pokemon company. Yeah. Who apparently were very, very strict. Yeah. And that's fine because the film then... Detective Pikachu remains very squarely a family film because of the choice to keep it's, the cartoonish designs. It's but almost also, like they it, it doesn't approached feel... it with some care. Yeah. Or interest in the actual source material. Yeah. I mean, you were you were sort of like, where were you on Detective Pikachu? You were like sort of three star. Yeah, I had fun. Like, probably close to four. I liked it quite a lot. Yeah, uh, we re- I recently rewatched it because we got the Blu-ray ages mm. ago, and I just was like, can we put Detective Pikachu on? We went, do we have to? She had no interest in watching it, and by the end of it, she was like, yeah, it was all right. The Pokemon were really fucking cute. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she went. I, I think kept, I kept every time I heard one of them make a noise, I kept looking away from my project back up at the screen because I, I just wanted to see them. I, I like, think that there you go. Um, but it's because they retain what makes them appe- visually appealing in the first well, place. I think Detective Pikachu also understands the property and probably makes it the best oh, video you, game adaptation, yeah. except for maybe Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat is so much fun. Well, Detective um, Pikachu makes the decision of going right. We're going to start you in media res. Like, you're in the world of Pokemon. Yeah. That is where you are. Sorry, viewers, if you're confused. Just sit here for five minutes and go with it. Just go with it. it. But we will give you a main character who has actively avoided this lifestyle so that you still get a visual through the eyes of somebody who's having to adjust to it. And we'll also have the, the, the one exposition dump, the travelogue on the train. Uh, on the way into Rhyme City, yeah. where it's like, here's the history of, of Pokemon, but not in this city. This city, we're doing things a bit different. And it's it's like, there you go. There's your there's your info dump. And the concept's easy to get. In this world, everybody has at least one thing, one little monster that they keep around with them. There you go. That little friend. Boom. Like, there it is. Sonic opts for the the mid-2000s to, to late-2000s story adaptation method of... This is a thing you all remember from your childhood, but this would never happen in real life. So we're going to have them arrive through a portal. And now they're in our world, but not our, our world, because no one knows who they are. Oh, hijinks. Um, sort of yes. the, like the same as the, the first one that comes to mind is the Smurfs. The movie mm. adaptation of the Smurfs. Same thing. Oh, they got to escape. They got through a portal. Now they're in New York. Uh, right. But isn't the appeal of these that they're quaint little funny fairy tales with goofy characters? But he isn't in New York. In, in a magical in tiny village? He is in a small town in America called Green Hills. Shut up. No. Shut the fuck up. Right, now. When we saw the trailer. Yeah. And you saw how they were doing Robotnik. The first trailer. We saw how yeah. they were doing Robotnik. It was like, oh, they're doing the whole... It's him, but it's not quite him. And then at the end they hint, but then it kind of is. Uh, and they're doing the same here. Like... Oh, Sonic, you all love Green Hill Valley, right? It's like, it's like what, the first level in the original? Green Hill Zone, yeah. Green Hill Zone. It's like, you all love it, right? Cool. Well, we're not going to do that. But what we are going to do is we're going to have an area called Green Hills. Well, they'd have a doo-doo Green Hill Zone because when you see... <laughs> doo-doo. Uh, when they... When you, so the, the, the way the movie opens is with... It, again, the movie opens near the end, but then Sonic backtracks and tells you what, how we got here. Okay. It's very much a... Oh, I'm going to have to tell you how I got here. Deadpool did well. Let's um, do that. But for kids. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> it starts with him being chased through Chicago by Robotnik. Okay. Um, That's, it opened just full. Okay, so. Yeah. 
So far, so in media res. Like, yeah. hey, everybody, like, this is, what, this is where we're going. And then it rewinds and it gives you his backstory and it's like, he was uh, born a fast blue hedgehog and he was raised by an owl named Longclaw who had rings... The, a bag of magical rings that could take you to different dimensions, and then right, stop. he had to hide his powers. Please stop. But Please then stop. Please someone stop came after the. Please stop already. Longhorn. Longclaw. Longclaw is Longclaw from the, the from the games. No, no, Longclaw's completely new, as far as I can tell. Cool. So, so a blue hedgehog is born, presumably to hedgehogs. Who could say? <laughs> and he's born fast. So basically, gifted child, yeah, abandoned by parents, yeah, raised by kindly owl, K- kindly owl with a bag of magic rings, kindly warrior owl, tailors all the time. Because it starts with when he's doing this. Ba- <laughs> what the fuck? When he's doing this, um, this flashback sequence, narrating it, you've got him racing around like a Green Hill Zone looking island hmm. and doing all the loop the loops and all that shit, and then oh, fucking. Um, then he goes back to Longclaw. Longclaw's like, "You shouldn't. You you should hide your powers because people will come after you." At, at, at which point, people, he's got a bag of dimension traveling magic rings. At which Shut point, the fuck up, people Longclaw. immediately come after them, and then Longclaw runs away with Sonic and then gets shot, so she can't go through the portal with Sonic and sends Sonic off on his own with his rings. And he's been dimension hopping for years to stay safe. Right, and every on, time he gets discovered, right, he has right, to go right, to a new dimension to stay safe. We're in safe. a world where an owl. Who's a warrior? She, you say? Yeah, yeah. She has a bag of magic rings yeah. that you can use to hop dimensions. Yep. But a hedgehog that runs really fast is suddenly the prized possession of anybody who wants Apparently to so. have a fast head. What sort of Apparently enemies come so. after them? They're after his power. But what, what does that mean? I don't know. They're and just, what sort of baddies are they? They're just like, they look like generic, they look like generic Sonic characters, but like with no features. What? So take a, take a knuckles or do a tails. <laughs> Again, or, I don't stretch well. Or, or an uh, what's the fucking um, what's the Is what's the anti called? Yeah, but then just remove all their features. What? So they're just sort of like cartoonish, featureless figures. Why? I don't know. What? Did... I don't know. They wanted to take his power. What does that fucking mean? I'm assuming that's part of Robotnik's story. Then, well, no, like. because Robotnik... No, I mean, later, like, his objective is I'm going to take oh, his power. yeah, yeah. Which, in that context, at least makes sense, because he's clearly a scientist, so it's about, like, delving in to but, learn how it works and then using it in his own way. But, like, just random animal. Like, what are they going to do? Like, I've got you now, Sonic. Oh, no, what are you going to do with me? I want you to, like... Like, deliver shit for me. Run really fast. You've got to deliver it's, shit for me, Sonic. It's a power thing. Like, oh, we I want you to stir my coffee, but, like, really fast, Sonic. He, he finds a... Um, so, oh, God, that's he so find, generic. He finds one of Sonic's quills. Well... <sighs> so Sonic's been dimension hopping for a long time. Yeah. He's now in Green he's Hills. He's in Green Hills, and he loves Green Hills. He loves watching all the people, and he's, he loves the Donut Lord, who is James Marsden's character, who he calls the Donut Lord, because he talks to donuts and then eats them if they're bad. Um, and he's married to. What? He's married to the, like 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 Xander and once more with feeling. I guess he's just chatting to them. It's just them. Sonic. This is from Sonic's point of view. Just fear the Cruller. Um, tame the donut. And <laughs> and then he's married to the pretzel lady, uh-huh. who's a vet. Okay. Okay. Family film trope. Are they happy? Yeah. 
Is she the lady who's in that clip I've seen a million times now where they're on top of the building and he pushes them off the building? Yes. Good. So we're not doing that weird, like, and now a forced love story to kids. No, no, no. They're already married. Good. Okay. Um, Wholesome. Because they're... Five out of five. Because they're in their mid to late 30s. And... Oh, cool. Are the, the main characters in this kid's film? Yeah. Cool. Just... Because... Yeah. Cool. Sure. Cool. cool. Um, yeah. Like, cool. and then... Cool. Not wacky uncle to a kid lead? Or... Nope. No, no, no. Cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. Oh, okay. there is... So his wife's... Not part of an ensemble? Children? Nope. Sonic's, so... a, Sonic's a child? Well, not really. He's been hopping around for years. Who fucking knows? Who yeah. fucking knows? I don't know. Ben Schwartz... I don't know where Ben Schwartz is pitching this performance. I'll be honest. I don't know if I, he is pitching this performance. I would be surprised if he recorded the film once and then had to record it again and then probably had to do a lot of tweaks in ADR. Well, honestly... Which, which means you're not going to get a consistent character because it's then... No. It is then in the hands of the director and the editors to keep it consistent. It is, it is a completely flat and lifeless performance. That's so upsetting. He's having a ball on the marketing tour. Like, he's been the most fun thing about it. Looks well, like he's having a, a nice time. That's probably the most fun he had making this film because it doesn't sound like he's having any fun whatsoever. M- my friend Phil um, was doing junket stuff through the week when they did the the UK, uh, the European premiere in London. Mm-hmm. Like they sent Phil down as, as, um, as hacker to do some press. And um, like he sent me a picture of him talking to Jim Carrey. And he was like, what about that? And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Legit question. Did you talk to Ben Schwartz? <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. And he sent me a photo of that. And I was mm. like, I'm weirdly more excited about that. Like, I'm really happy for you because I know he loves Carrie movies. But I'm like, I'm really more excited that you talked to Ben Schwartz. Because if I had the opportunity, I would have been like, okay, uh, hi. Uh, so first question, wh- what is your name? Just to see if he'd be like, what, my name? Uh, it's perfectly normal name. Uh, it's, uh, it is... Uh, basically because to me Ben Schwartz will always be that creepy bloke who appeared in a series of Jake and Amir videos yeah because that was some funny funny shit especially the Milkman one which is still to this day like the the gold gold standard come on those videos are great are you finished? No! Uh, talk about Sonic the Hedgehog now. No! Okay. Because you um, don't want to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog because I see how sad you are. <laughs> You're purging it. You're purging it from your system. Think of this as a detox. The only major child character, and I use major in... Scariest quotes. The... The only named child character. <laughs> oh, that says it all. In this kid's movie is, about a talking blue hedgehog. Is Tom and Maddie, the main couple, mm-hmm. their niece. Um, oh, so he's a wacky uncle. Jojo. Jojo. See um, what? But no, no, because Rachel, who is Jojo's mum and Maddie's sister, she's the wacky comic relief because she's convinced that Tom is no good and that Maddie oh, should God. leave him immediately for no reason because they were never shown that he's anything but upstanding and <laughs> loving and kind and and honest and truthful so it's the and... it's the tired sister trope yeah of like you need to get away from that man he's yeah. no good for you and it's like despite the fact that he supported maddie through veterinary school and yeah let me guess because she's, she's working she's the pretzel lady because she works at the pretzel thing i don't know why she I gets can't remember, a veterinary i can't job? remember why she's the pretzel lady does the film remember why she's a pretzel probably lady? not that's Sonic, what Sonic, Sonic probably like. saw her eating a pretzel at some point. That's, probably, that's it. probably. Um, so was he like just hanging out in Green Hills after hours? Is that what the whole yeah? He just, scene he is just watching. Like he's, he's like, oh yeah, I like movie nights the best, and he's like, it's him watching, um, 
a movie through the window behind uh, Tom and Maddie. That's really sad. Yeah. He's like, I don't have any friends. Uh... And then... <laughs> and then he's watching a baseball game and then you get that bit from the trailer where he does a baseball game but it's all him. Yeah. Because he's so fast. And then he gets upset because... No one's the player. He doesn't have any friends and he runs in a big square around the baseball diamond and he runs so fast he... he kicks a big track into the ground and then he runs so fast that he emits this big energy blast and um, takes out all the power on, like, like knocks all the power down. In Green Hills. In that area. Okay. And like that, not that side of the coast, I think. The whole Pacific Northwest, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay. And that's when the military get involved. They're like, what is this? And that's when they bring Robotnik in and Robotnik's like, I'm going to find a man going to be a bit of a So in this, so, Video Game Universe, Robotnik is a horrible motherfucker who essentially, in a subtly gory way, cyborgs the fuck out of animals. Yeah. Creates robot drones and, and little, um, you know, mini-gun turrets and all these things, and is just trying to kill Sonic because reasons. Yeah. He's no, there's no animals turning into machines in this. Well, that's a waste. That's it, a... Ma- I mean, it would be horrific in our world, to be fair, if he was just like... But you could have at least hinted at it. You could have at least, like, had him with pet guinea pigs or something, and it's like... Like, I didn't tell you he was the affectionate type. He's like, oh, I'm not affectionate. I'm finding a way to strap machine guns to their asses or something. Nope. Nothing like that. Okay. Um, but in this world, in this this continuity... In this continuity. He's the the just, Sonic 2020 continuity. He's a t- top scientist who is, is renowned for his uh, revolutionary drone technology. So he's a military scientist. Military-funded... Yeah. Egomaniac with the moustache. Yeah. That's basically it. Or is he a 1990s Jim Carrey movie character transplanted into 2019 slash 2020? Well, no, because he's not funny. Oh, okay. Jim Carrey's, doing, Jim Carrey's doing a lot. Is he doing the most? He's doing a lot. Is he doing the most robotnicking? But none of it's funny. <gasps> oh, it's all like, there are two good gags in the entire film. And good is a relative to it. How long's this movie again? It's it felt like forever. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's upsetting. Though, it doesn't go by fast. Two I'll tell you highlights. There's um, <laughs> first first one where he his Agent Stone sidekick is um, his uh, sort of foil mm. and partner in crime for comic relief has delivered him some bad news, and before he goes on a rant at him, he's like, "Pin yourself to the wall." So the guy just puts his hand on his chest and goes up against the wall. Yeah. So he so everybody doesn't have to touch him. That was that got a laugh. Yeah. That got an actual laugh. Okay. And the other one is the one from the trailer about the latte. Oh like, like yeah. I thought you might want a latte with that shit steam blaster and ghost mode. Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them <laughs> And <Okay. laughs> I've got to admit that delivery from the trailer was very funny. That's that that those are the only two f- moments in the film oh, that got shame. uh uh and not even a laugh like a <laughs> Do you think it's do you think it's his improv's not as sharp as it used to be, or do you think well, it's I don't know how much of it's improv and how much of it's the script. Because the script's definitely enough. not funny. The script's leaden. It is mm. dull and plodding and just it's it's a kids' film with no kids in it. Yeah. No kid characters to I mean again, on. even 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 Detective Pikachu, even Justice Smith our lead is clearly like meant to be like eighteen. Yeah. So he's still young enough that kids would be like I'm not him, but I want to be like him. Oh, yeah. right there. Yeah, just one point. 
sorry. Oh. You carry on going. I shall no, I don't need your... it. It's fine. Don't, 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 no. don't go to my legs, please. Oh. Uh, you don't know what's happening. Matt just dropped his phone on his long penis and uh, he doesn't want me to touch the tip of his penis. I don't want you to touch the tip of anything. Thank you very much. Um, despite the fact that I did take it out to dinner. Hey! Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, it was Burger King. Thought still. Um, That's what I thought you were going to ask. So, it ends up as a road trip movie because Tom <laughs> finds Sonic... Right, and then yeah, he finds his wacky stalker. Because well, because Tom is supposed to be moving to Chicago to become a beat cop rather than the sheriff because he's bored of the small town. Oh, so he is a policeman. Yeah, he's a sheriff. Oh, he's the sheriff. Donuts. Yeah, okay. That's he's, he's the sheriff of Green Hills, but it's a boring okay. small town where nothing bad ever happens, so he's bored out of his mind. So he wants to move. To, he wants to be demoted, but to a different place. Yes, so that he can actually do stuff. He wants to be a proper police officer okay so that's our right, there's our, okay wants to motivation motivation tom's motivation is i want to help folks but then sonic doesn't want him to leave because sonic loves green hills and and he loves the donut lord he loves Irving on the donut but lord. they end up having and they end up meeting and they end up going on a road trip because sonic drops his bag of magic rings through a portal what? So, so this whole thing where he's 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 in Tom's garage because they've come looking for him, right? And Tom thinks he's in the garage and thinks it's the raccoons that are always in his bins. Yeah. So he takes Maddie's trank gun. Okay. And he shoots Sonic. He as wants Son- to shoot a raccoon with a trank gun. Yeah. That's not a thing people do. Well, he doesn't like the raccoons. Um, why do people think tra- why do people think trank guns are funny? Because slapstick. But that's not slapstick. That's horrible but then you get the bit from the it, trailer it like where... fucks people up and makes them piss and shit themselves then you get the bit this from is the a kids tra- movie yeah. does Sonic piss and shit uh, does he have the faculties to piss and shit does he appear to um, or does he do it when he's running so we just never see maybe he's so oh, fast it just, just like smears across things <laughs> oh um, my god so <laughs> we get you're inventing <laughs>, laughs that aren't there. But that would be funny. When you go to the bathroom, you don't go to the bathroom when it's fucking perfect. There no, you go. No, that no, thought no, in no. everyone's heads. Um, kids you're film. giving the movie far too much credit. Um, so... <laughs> you get that fifth trailer where he shoots him with a trank gun. Yeah. And he's because he discovers in his garage he's like, ah! And he's like, meow. Oh, wait, it's a okay. tranquilizer. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant as in like a... No, a tranquilizer. A trank yeah. gun. Ah, uh, trank, trank gun. No, okay. fucking taser. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Tasers don't tranquilize people. But they do make you piss and shit. Yeah. No, trank, dart, gun. Okay. T- where did you get... Where'd you, how, when did, what what Maybe, about me saying trank gun led to your brain going taser? Maybe I just want Sonic to get tasers. <laughs> fuck me. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do not kink shame me. Dude. This is my Sonic OC. Taser boy, do not listen, steal. Just listen. To, the adult is talking. Listen to the adult. But there's meant to be kids be quiet. in this conversation. Where are the kids? Be quiet. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. <laughs> this is your punishment. Um, <laughs> so, he shoots him with the trank dart as he's trying to get away with his bag of rings to another dimension. Okay. But they end up talking about Chicago so the ring goes to Chicago instead of to this mushroom dimension that is is the next on his list of safe places. Mushroom dimension? Because he's got like a map. Do we see the mushroom dimension? Yeah. Is it at all a reference to... It looks a bit like the Mushroom Hill Zone from um, Sonic and Knuckles. 
Okay, um, so it's not it's not them trying to sort of give Mario Easter eggs or anything. No, no, no. Okay. Um, it's oh, uh, but so we drops his bag through the portal and then the portal closes before he and then Sonic passes out. And then they get it's the whole thing of like he keeps him in a cage, but then he gets out of the cage because he doesn't lock it because he doesn't know that Sonic is thing. And then oh, I'm a, I'm Sonic. I'm a, I'm I, I've been watching you. You're the Donut Lord. What? And then Robotnik turns up, and then he has to run away from Robotnik, and then they end up on a road trip, and he has to take Sonic to Chicago. And Sonic can't Sonic could run to Chicago, but doesn't know where Chicago is. Right. He doesn't have a map. Yeah. He doesn't know which way to go. No, not not Chicago, San Francisco. I've been saying Chicago. I mean San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. Because um, the, the Golden Gate Bridge is there, but they don't do anything with the Golden Gate Bridge other than using an establishing shot. Because um, it falls onto the top of this skyscraper. Um, oh, is that the one that the one from the clip that's been played a million times? Yeah, where yeah. They're all cornered on there. That's where he drops his rings through the portal. <laughs> so they have to get to that building and get up to the top of it okay. and, get the, and get the bag of rings and then he can go home. You know, he can go, he can go somewhere else. Um... So that's Sonic's goal. Sonic's goal is to get his rings back so yeah. he can get the fuck out of our universe. Yeah. Which is going to be hard for him. Conflict. Because he's he's grown to really like our our dimension. And guess what happens while they're on this road trip? They bond and become they best of friends. They bond and become best of friends even though they have fallen out because Sonic doesn't want him to leave Green Hills. Oh, and he calls him selfish for leaving Green Hills and all the people that care about him. What people? His wife is there and she's going to come with him and his uh, sister-in-law thinks he's a dick. Well, sister-in-law doesn't live in Green Hills. So then what's the what's the point? Like, what? Huh? Does it establish... She lives that, in San Francisco. Does, does it establish... Of course she does. Does it establish that the community at large really like Tom? Oh, yeah. Oh, it does. And it, okay. it, apparently there's been a, Wach- a, a Wachowski um, guarding Green Hills for at least 50 years. So at least his father was a sheriff as well. His surname is Wachowski? Yeah. Tom Wachowski? Yeah. That doesn't roll off the top. Tom Wachowski. Sounds like one... Nah. I don't know. Nitpicky. Yep. Nitpicky. No, Billy, pick nits, by all means. I shall pick them. There are many. Um, Question. Yes. Does Sonic have quills? I mean, I know obviously part of it is yes. that Robotnik gets hold of a quill. Is that in Tom's house? Does he get hold of a quill from Yeah. Him? Tom finds the quill on the roadside, and then when he, come, when he chases... When he comes to Tom's house because he's going after the energy readings mm. um, and the footprints... Right. Uh, then he, 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 um, but he finds is, the quill. Isn't there a bit where he shakes to dry off and then he goes all floofy? Yep. Quills don't do that. Yep. Okay. He has fur. How is Sonic a hedgehog? He exactly? has fur and quills. That's not a thing. He has quills in his fur. It's not a thing. Hedgehogs no, are like, no. Hedgehogs, are like, hedgehogs also aren't blue, humanoid, and super fast, Chris. But they do wear trainers. Mm. If you put them on them. Oh yeah, he gets his red trainers from Jojo. From oh, Jojo the piss kid. off! They have an origin story for the trainers. Yes. Well, does he already have trainers on? He already has trainers on, but they're all fucked yeah. up. Believable because he's, he's running he's real fast. Him. Yeah. So when he so eventually when when Tom eventually meets up with Mad at Rachel's and Ra- at, they tie Rachel up, the mad what? the mad the mad sister they tie her up. What? Why? Because because she's chatting shit. So so they're they're and of course the lo- daughter, their logistical choices to tie her up. Yeah, and the daughter takes an instant shine to. Um, Sonic. Sonic. Well, by this, point, by this point, after Robotnik fails to catch him, they start circulating the thing that that, that Tom is a terrorist. Of course! He's now wanted by Kids the movie! Kids movie! Yay! Yeah. Terrorism! Woo! Yeah. Woo! 
And there's a whole bit Not where just a wanted criminal. There's a whole terrorist. bit where they stop off in a roadhouse and bond over darts and things and then get into a big bar fight and then that's when you get the, the slow down time Quicksilver X-Men scene. Now I was going to ask about that. There's two of them. There's two, so they do a Quicksilver. A scene which they did two of them. stood out and was really impressive in X-Men Days of Future Past and had they never done it again I think that film would be looked back on more favourably as that was yeah. fun. Well, they, they do it but in, then they did it again. They do it in Apocalypse it's Fine. In Apocalypse, but then they realise that if they keep doing it, it is just a gimmick. Well, they subvert so they him nerf, they nerf him in the climax yeah. of Apocalypse, and they nerf him immediately yeah. in Dark Phoenix, which I think um, was one of the best things Dark Phoenix did. Or maybe just don't have Quicksilver in more than one film. Yeah, have ha- just have him in Days of Future Past, and then it's like, oh, do you remember that one with Quicksilver, the fast guy? That was really cool. Mm. Um, so Sonic, they they do this as well. Yes. Is he like shooting one-liners to no one except himself? Whilst uh, he's, he's talking constantly. He never shuts up. Sounds like a nice guy. I think he and I could probably to, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the point where people like this constant gag inverted commas gags where they, they where that he is told to keep quiet and he's like okay keep quiet I can do that and just keeps talking talking so, talking so talking. they're just stealing gags from Roger Rabbit as well then yeah yeah. Okay. Um, and All of course, right. the roadhouse ends in a, in a in a bar fight, and they bond over bar fights, and then they get out that of there. Classic. And... Wait. So hang on. Is is um, what's what's the the wife character called again? Maddie. So Maddie's already in San Francisco. Yes, with her sister, okay. because she's gone ahead to scout out apartments while Tom packs everything up. Oh, that's where they're planning to move then. Yeah, because that's okay. where he's going to be a police officer. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Just yeah. Don't worry. Oh, it's not important. Oh god. Because spoiler at the end of the movie, he doesn't go to San Francisco anyway. He stays in Green Hills. Of course, he stays in Green Hills because everyone loves him there. Because he's a. He's a he's I'm a... assuming Sonic doesn't stay at the end. Yeah. He but sends they Ro- hint that he can like come back. No, whenever. he stays and he sends Robotnik off to the mushroom world, which is oh. where they get that bit from the that bit from the trailer with the with, first trailer where they go. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We know it doesn't look like Robotnik, but he will. That's the very end of the film. Yeah. They Sony, the they Sony'd it. Yeah. They Sony'd it. It's the last scene of the film. It was Spider-Man fighting the Rhino. It's the last shot of the film, guys. But it's in the trailer. Yeah. You, you all want to come see yeah, this, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then there's the Tails bit, post, post-credits. Tails comes through a portal and he's like, i got to find Sonic before it's too late. And then flies off at super speed. Sequel tease. Sequel bait. Yeah, yeah. Who voices Tails? Do we know? Uh, do, 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 do. I did look it up. Where are they? Is it Thomas Middleditch? No, it's a woman, I believe. Because Thomas Middleditch would at least kind of be like, oh yeah, these two, him and Ben Schwartz, do a lot of improv stuff together. Um, so that would at least be like, oh, that's kind of neat. Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Colleen O'Shaughnessy? Yeah. Who's who, uh, She voiced Tails in the... Um, Sonic Boom cartoon, and she also voiced Wasp in Avengers vs. Mightiest Heroes. Oh, she was really good in that. Okay, um, so that's 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 okay. It, so if this does become a thing, that's quite a nice choice, it, it, and I hope they don't walk back on it. It looks like she is the Tails voice and has been for a while. Well, Roger Craig Smith has been Sonic for like a decade. Well, yeah, or so of course now. they're not going to let him do that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if they do a sequel, I guarantee. 
that they will think about recasting Tails with a celeb voice or something because yeah. they can't help themselves. Yeah, I reckon so. Which would suck because it would be more bold of them to be like, yes, we have a, an actor who's not normally Sonic playing Sonic, but we have the original... Mm. So, mm. okay, so... Oh Christ. So, mm. dare I even ask? Um, yes. What is... Sure. What's Robotnik's bag throughout? Let me let me, let me predict. Tell me okay. if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, this is weird. This is beyond science I've known. I can't un... I can't not know things. I have to get to the bottom of this. I am the smartest person on the planet. I'm gonna discover what it is and dissect this little fucker and I'm gonna... Oh, we haven't caught him yet? Right, well, I'm gonna use the quill I've got to do what I can and I'm gonna make my stuff as fast as him! Yeah, that's and then what, it's that's gonna what kill him! His, that's what powers his jet thing at the end. Yeah, well, it was the fact that, like, in the trailer, the Great Wall of China, which is a cool visual for Sonic, fuck it, if you're going to so, put him in our world, have him race along the Great Wall, which is not as long as people think it is. Yeah, that whole like, sequence... Have him race along that, but it's like, wait, the drones are racing with him, so they've obviously been given a boost well, or something. That whole sequence is like him throwing rings to go to different parts of Earth. Of course. Um, of course. And, um, Does he invade our small island? At any point in this montage. Not that I remember. But yeah, you do end up... Paris? Does he go up the Eiffel Tower? They do end up back in Green Hills, and then there's a whole, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, kind of thing going on at the end, with the, the town standing up to Robotnik for Sonic. Oh, okay. And then Sonic does the thing where he bounces off him multiple times, like in the video games, and then he pushes him through a big ring. <laughs> And that's the end. He's, he's been stretching. And then everything goes back to normal. So, and Tom stays in Green Hills and is a sheriff. And then Sonic lives in his and Maddie's attic. So he effectively commits murder. Like he sends Robotnik into a world that he clearly will not survive in. And is but like, he does. we dealt with him, everyone. Yeah. He's like, you just killed a man. Yeah. You just killed a man. But they didn't kill a man. You sentenced a man to death. They sentenced a man to madness. Or at, or at least to madness and a series of heavy prosthetic and makeup decisions that if they do a sequel, they will clearly walk back a bit. Well, because he will not. I mean, he's been openly talking about doing another Carey, which is very unusual for him. I think Jim Carrey's really enjoying himself, and I think mm. all the live-action cast are really enjoying themselves making it. Yeah. But it's a fucking drag to watch. <laughs> it really is. It's just joyless. It's not funny. Get shot cool though. Fun, he says as he paddles. Oh uh, no, it's bad. Can I make a bold statement that might lose us at least a listener? Go for it. Has Sonic ever been good? No. And by Sonic, I mean the character. No. Like, it's... Uh, as, as a simple let... video game in the old context of side-scroller, but with a difference because you can go really fucking fast, so you've got to be very aware of your surroundings, collect-a-thon, getting all these rings... Yep. The enemy designs are fun because they're like robotized animals. Yep. That's great. That's brilliant. Sonic and Tails, one of the best sort of platformers of all time. Really fun. Really bloody fun. Beyond that, like with Mario, mm. once you start to develop a lore, it just doesn't work. It's bad. Like, it doesn't work it's at bad. all. It's never been good. It's I mean, never we, been good. We've already cited Pokemon, but the difference with Pokemon is you. It, it it's the it's the archetypal quest story, mm. and and the first game is about that. It it's a role play game. It's an RPG, so it it has a story. The story is key to how it works. Like yeah, it's a simple story. You rise through the thing, doing different fights. Then you do the big fight at the end, and now you're the best. Yay! But that's still like a from humble beginnings 
two winner of, of the the you know the, the Elite Four tournament and everything. It's a progression. Yeah. Whereas Sonic is fight off the bad guy. That's it. Yep. By being fast. So yep. The moment you try to exp- same with Mario, fight off the bad guy, save a princess. The moment you try to expand that law, it becomes real stupid. Like y- you can keep it simple. Luigi's Mansion games. There's not so much law, but there is like returning baddies, and and like in the third one, you have the the main Mario cast all participate. They all go to a hotel. For a vacation. Yay! Really simple, basic setup. They all go to a hotel, and it's a trap! And now you've got to save them. There you go. Boom. Simple. To the point. The moment you try to expand on these things, they become... It becomes apparent how dumb they are. Yep. So this film is being lazy already, because it's going, hey, that worked for the Smurfs, and it worked for X and Y and Z, let's do the same thing. Yep. Um, but even then... It's kind of dumb. And then when they try to sort of go, well, we'll expand the world he comes from to make that more fleshed out. I'm sorry. The fuck is the owl calling him Longclaw? Longclaw. And they want his power for what? Exactly? Don't know. Do you mean you can't make this more compelling and and fleshed out? Nope. Maybe don't try. Maybe don't fucking try. So to this day, then, is the best... The best of Sonic in motion picture we're ever going to get. His cameo in a Wreck-It Ralph film. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. He does roll up into a ball. Does he do that at least once? Several times. Do you remember Sonic Underground? No. I remember the original Sonic cartoon. Sonic Underground. With White. Because, again, the original cartoon still kind of... It had plots, but it stuck to that simple thing of Robotnik bad. It was... Sonic good. Robotnik do horrible things in that world. Yeah. Like kidnapping animals to make them into his, you know, cyber army. Sonic stop him. Good versus evil. Sonic really stop basic. him. Sonic stop him. Sonic stop him. It's, it's just, you know, like, the more they add characters, the more you're like, what is this? Crash Bandicoot. If you ever tried to expand the lore of Crash Bandicoot, I'd tell you to piss off. Because it's stupid. It's part of the reason why I think the PS2 games didn't appeal to a lot of people. Because the PS1 games kept it relatively simple. Yeah. Mad that. scientist experiments on animals. Oh, there's a theme here. One of them escapes because he goes insane. Now insane animal fight scientist. There oh, you go. What? That's it. Like, that's the plot of Crash. Yeah. Um, Simple. The moment they try to expand on it, I'll be like, "Oh, here's how the characters interact." It just sort of becomes less interesting. Um, basic platformers are basic platformers. Don't try and change them. You're basic. It's like trying to turn Tetris into a film. It's like, wh- why? It, people have tried Pong into a film. Why Pac-Man into a film? Why these things don't belong there? There's a Pac-Man there. series on Netflix. I am fucking baffled by this. This it's why awful. Of course it is. Of I have it is. I have come into contact with it through the various children in my life, and it is fucking bad. But they made Clue into a film. Yeah, do you know why? Because Clue is a story based board game. Great. Clue is great. But like they made it into a. It's a story based board game based around a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery with that cheeky edge of ah, but you kind of know what's what going called, on. It was called Cluedo over here, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Cluedo over here. Yeah, uh, Clue in the states. The film is cool. They're looking to do it again. I'm like, why? Um, Everything old is new again. <sighs> you know. so, but that's the thing. Games. 
Video games are hard to adapt into store into films anyway. Got because that right. you immediately lose part of why they are beloved, which is you take part in it. And like the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. It's basically the cutscenes from the 2013 Tomb Raider Tomb Raider reboot. Even my dad didn't in like live action. The Tomb Raider. And your dad devours visual crap. Like he absolutely devours it, relishes it. I'm going to make a point of saying it. that every episode now because he got he got upset that I called him out for his underworld addiction. Okay, Paul, if it makes you happy, <laughs> there's no shame in it at all. I mean, my, there is. My mother-in-law Gwen is a wonderful woman. She's hilarious and whip smart and all this. She digests garbage daytime television. Not like you know your talk shows, but just all the NCISs. My mother. Do you know what? Get it this. makes her happy. Get this. I cannot judge her for that. I cannot judge her for that. My mother. Yeah. Recorded. Oh. Right. The Masked Singer. Yes. Oh. And fast forwarded oh, through. I, lo- I love your mum. She fast forwarded oh. through the entire show just to see who was under the masks. So you just go on Twitter. She just <laughs> didn't listen to any of the songs, any performances. Just fast-forwarded the entire show and sorry was on the mask. She, she watches, she records this morning, every morning, and fast-forwards through it to the segment she, wants, she to wants to see. But Of which there's usually maybe two. But ultimately, does it make her happy? I don't think anything makes my mother happy. I think... <laughs> I think... I think I've... I think I've inherited her capacity for... <laughs> being unhappy no of course it makes her happy she's but will this Sonic movie make some people happy no it will not make anyone <laughs> I'm going to quote Jenny Nicholson when she tweeted after after seeing Sonic the Hedgehog and, and say if anyone tells you that the Sonic movie is actually pretty good they do not like you and they are not your friend <laughs> Is that the one she posted? It was a selfie for her and a mate seeing yeah. all happy, smiling while the credits are rolling. Yeah. Really chuffed. It's it's bad. Can we briefly talk about the culture war that's happening around Sonic on oh, the line? Oh, God, of course, there's a culture war. So, Tell me about the culture war that's going on around Sonic the... I know, right? Fucking job. So you've got this... We've talked about this before. Uh, Birds of Prey is a really fun action comic book movie. It's a really fun R-rated comic book movie. It has its faults, but it ultimately is a really good time. I don't believe you. I think you're lying to me. <laughs> well, you saw it. You know it's good. But um, there, great. there is that entire wave of people who are like, ooh, woms. Um, yeah. People are fucking stupid. And man. they have been making a meal out of the fact that it didn't hit its projected earnings in its opening weekend. Ooh, woms. It still made back its budget and a profit. And word of mouth in its second weekend gave it a profit as well. It's weird. I think there's been a real weird narrative around Birds of Prey that it's a failure. And I but don't think it is. It ain't. And that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. If, if the press and these sites and these people keep saying it is, someone on studio level will go, oh, I guess that one was a failure. Because they're easily influenced and swayed by morons. It's fucking um, weird, man. It's it's odd. But that's the thing. It isn't a failure. Like, Shazam was not a failure. No. But also, these same people didn't make a meal out of saying, Shazam didn't meet projections. But they did it for the film with the female ensemble leads. Funny that. Um, yeah. Yeah. These same people are doing what they did last year with Captain Marvel and Alita. Do you remember all that shit? Oh, yeah. So we saw Alita. Um, we liked it. 
It wasn't great. I didn't. We had a good time. I didn't love it. Yeah, we had fun. I don't know if you even liked it, but I certainly didn't hate I, it. I think it's our too su- fucking long. I think our summary was essentially they botch it in the third act by sequel baiting, and I have no desire to watch this again. But I'm still glad I saw it. End of discussion. Like there it is. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a sequel, but they'd have to tighten it up a bit. Yeah, uh, those people made a whole thing of like uh, Alita versus Captain Marvel because they were predisposed to hate Captain Marvel because female lead. But also, and obviously not everyone, there are people who just didn't like Captain Marvel, but you, if if this is you, if you think I'm talking about you and you're offended by me saying it, <laughs> then it's you and you're, 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 you're the problem. a sexist arsehole. Um, so they hated Captain Marvel because one, but also because Brie Larson, who oh, has, you know, she, she, she has this... Like sometimes refreshingly unfiltered press uh, manner. Sometimes yeah. Brie, yeah. you, you that was a bit weird the way you worded that. But whatever. Like, I mean, <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? Her, her heart is absolutely in the right place. Sometimes it's like maybe don't say that on the fly in an interview. Maybe release a statement because the way you said it came across as very antagonistic. So whatever. But what ultimately, ultimately, what they decided do? that because they didn't like her attitude they were going to ruin the movie instead of, you know, just not see it themselves. That is dumb. That's it's dumb. Really, it's real dumb. It is real freaking dumb. I mean, there's, you know, you, you can absolutely boycott a movie yourself if you heavily disagree with the principles of the people involved in it. I am not going to see the live-action Mulan because the whole support of the Hong Kong police from its lead, the aggressive support of the Hong Kong police yeah. from its lead, has made me go, I don't really want to support this movie. I think I am going to see it, but... I'm going to have to keep that in mind. Yeah, maybe catch it on, on the Monday. So, yeah. so after opening weekend. Well, also, I've got, we've got Limitless, so we're not actually directly supporting the movie. True, but I, I don't think I could sit there watching a story about, like, honour. That's fair. And protecting the people. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like how Lego Movie Part 2 was soured for me a lot when Chris Pratt's character is monologuing at the end about like accepting people for who they are and we should all get on whilst he is also massively funding his church, which is uh, pro-conversion therapy and very anti-gay. Yeah. I, mm, so it, it's mm. just like none of it plays well. It's like, I know you're playing a character, but it is kind of gross to learn this. It's not good. About you and the it's fact that, good. you know, like you're trying to teach, your, your character is teaching this message to kids when you yourself do not believe it. And and not in like a disingenuous way, in like a you believe the worst things, and yet you're pretending you don't in this movie. This is really weird. Um, yeah, but these people were actively trying to stop others from going to see Captain Marvel instead of basing it on their own personal opinion. Brie Larson just being like, I don't like her. She's a bit of an asshole, so I'm not going to go and see it. They were like, she's horrible. Everybody boycott, boycott the movie. Is she though? And then to well, again, it's down to personal opinion and understand the other. But like yeah, how. How they then decided to prove to the world that we're not sexist as they went, Alita's out like a couple of weeks before. <laughs> Everyone go see Alita instead of Captain Marvel. I mean, they paid for freaking banners to be flown over yeah. Comic Con and all this sort of shit. It was ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The same lot have decided that Birds of Prey is terrible because reasons, because they hate women. Uh, and also, Birds of Prey is so good though. What you should do is you should go see Sonic instead. And then what's happened there is they've taken up arms to defend Sonic in every way possible because, of course, Sonic's success is now attached to their frail masculinity. Oh, of course. So, you of know, I lo- which is so pathetic when you think about it in every way. The hate women, 
So, or the, no, we don't hate women. We hate the fact that the film no, takes shit all over men. You hate do you women. know which men the film takes a shit over? Two, the fucking villains of the movie. <laughs> if you feel bad that Zaz and Black Mask are attacked and made to be out as horror, made out to be horrible people in the film, th- there's something wrong with you guys. I'm assuming these same people also have tattoos of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker on them already. But, you know, because like, he's the, he's the oh, hero. No, he's not. No, he fucking isn't. Um, Please, no. You know, the same people who saw Venom just to own the libs. Um, oh, yeah, you got to own those libs. own those libs with the space alien. Fuck On my me. planet, I'm kind of a loser, like you. And like everyone who's getting behind these fucking Ooh. campaigns. I hate it. Um, I hate it. Thanks, I hate thanks, it. Thanks, I hate it. So they, they're really getting behind Sonic, and it's... It's odd. Now, Sonic has had a successful opening weekend financially. Yeah. Of course it has. It's got a fan base going back over 30 years. Of course people have turned out to come and see the Sonic movie. Yeah, you'd think. Now, I mean, they're all disappointed. Yeah, but a movie's they... financial success in opening weekend is not indicative of how good a movie it is. Honestly, I can't imagine a child having a good time at this film. And that, if that's not the target audience, what the fuck is? I mean, Avengers Endgame is an incredibly pleasing finale to a series of films and a really good sequel, part two, to its setup piece. Mm. It could have been utter garbage. They could have made a garbage fire movie and it still would have made what it made in its opening weekend because people wanted to see the conclusion to Infinity War. Yeah. Same here with Sonic. Like, its financial success is not indicative of the quality of the movie. Same with Birds of Prey. Its financial success is not indicative of the quality of the movie. Some movies that everybody says they absolutely love failed and flopped back in the day. Mm. Labyrinth. Flopped. The Thing. Flopped. You know, these movies don't do well immediately. Raiders did better as it went on through word of mouth. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It didn't open phenomenally yep. well. Because people were like, this is like an old school movie. What's the point? Um, Star Wars. It's opening weekend did well. Star Wars. Its success is due to the fact that people kept saying, no, this is really good. And everyone kept going to see it. That's what made it the legend it is. But Hollywood, and in turn, uh, film enthusiasts, let's say, on social media, have married themselves to the idea that the financial success of a movie on opening weekend is the be-all and end-all. I feel like... Which is so Film enthusiast is increasingly a misnomer. <laughs> yeah, film moaners and complaining. I mean, we're moaning and complaining right now, but we're mostly moaning and complaining about people who are turning this into like sexist arguments and, and bigoted campaigns. I mean, I'm also moaning and complaining about films in general because I had to watch Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. But there's a difference between critiquing and moaning and complaining. Like, even throughout your entire review of Sonic just now, you've given suggestions as to why you think it doesn't work and what you think it could have done to work better have more children in it yeah it's a kids it's film it's a kids film have, have your central characters be children <sighs> or at least have something someone for children to connect to because Sonic isn't enough of a character for them to connect to he's just he's just something that talks that never shuts up in the flashbacks yes is there a baby Sonic yes of course there is voiced by a child why have they not marketed that? Because I'm assuming it was adorable as fuck. It was not. Oh. Anything oh. that this movie could have got right, it gets wrong. Blimey. Blimey O'Reilly. Like, whoever put this together. Right, who put this Who put the fucking Sonic movie together? <laughs> I want to know who's responsible. I want to know who's responsible for this <laughs> bullshit. Who did this to me? I think the main reason I'm disappointed in all this is because... You know, it's 
it looked like a perfectly serviceable family movie that had some charm, but it seems to be the classic thing from what you're telling me of all the funniest or like nicest kind of oh, that's kind of cute moments are in the trailer. Directed by Jeff Fowler. So the best version of this movie you're going to get is just watching the trailer. Feature. Of course it is. He uh, did an uh, animated short called Gopher Broke. About a gopher. Gopher uh, Broke? In 2004. Uh, he worked in the animation department for the 2003 short Rockfish. And the 2006 short A Gentleman's Duel. Did visual effects on where the wild things are. And that's... Again, another movie that was pretty, but like doesn't have as much impact as the book because the book has a really simple premise, and to that's flesh it out, kind of is pointless. It like he's not particularly experienced. Now um, that that doesn't necessarily mean bad filmmaker per se. I mean, you know, Tim Miller ran visual effects and essentially did cinematics for a bunch of video games, and then as a result, Deadpool was his debut movie and proved that oh shit, you can direct, dude. Written by Patrick Casey and Josh Miller, based on characters created by Yuji Naka, Noato Oshimi, and Hirakuza Yasuhara. Um, they, these these douches, have written. <laughs> fuck me! Look at this. Is Hop in their credits by any chance? Considering that also features a CGI. Uh, Woodland creature on a road trip with James Marsden. Hey, stop stabbing me! A two thousand and three scary movie rip off. Oh, Dorm Days, a <laughs> college sex comedy from two thousand and three. Never heard of it. Game Box One Point Oh. What? In two thousand and four. Charlie Nash is an expert video game tester who escapes reality by playing a mysterious 3D fantasy game he received in the mail. Okay. Dorm Days 2. Another American Pie ripoff. Transylmania. Oh, Spoof no. horror in which a group of college kids do a semester abroad in Romania and realise that if the partying doesn't kill them, the vampires just might. Oh, God. It's 2009. No, 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 no. No, no. Um, we don't need that. Yeah. Shotgun Wedding from 2013. After Robert, a marrying up groom, accidentally shoots his fiancée's maid of honour in the face during a drunken skeet shooting session. His meddling mother does whatever it takes to ensure the wedding takes place. We don't need these. Surely we don't need these. <sighs> oh my god. Have they written anything of note? No. Like, anything where this it's like... This is the first, like, thing of note that they've written. The most high-profile thing they've probably written before that is they did a couple of the the, the Team Hot Wheels shorts, animated shorts. Okay, so they, that was where they cut their teeth in animation. Okay, this is... Oh, right. They did nine episodes of an animated series called Golan the Insatiable, in which the Dark Lord of an alternate universe comes to our world and is befriended by a little goth girl and her family. Buffoonery and chooses he deals with everyday life. They wrote four episodes of Twelve Deadly Days. The citizens of a California town are terrorised by various supernatural forces in the days leading up to Christmas. They wrote an episode of Into the Dark, a horror anthology series with each episode inspired by a holiday. And then they wrote something. Even that's a rip-off of the film Holidays. Uh, 
what the hell? I think they've both done all exactly the same stuff as well. Yeah, they've... Is there a writing duo? Have they basically just... Are they? Do they come across as the sort of writers who are just palmed off on stuff? Because that's what I'm getting from this. They're just palmed off on things. I don't even... It's, I don't think it's even that. I think they just... <laughs> Matt, right now, dear listener, is staring baffled at an IMDb credits list. Just you can't quite believe this is happening. Actual, actual shit. Oh, they directed a bunch of shit as well. Bunch of this weird straight video shit that they did. Um, Josh Miller did a lot of his earlier work under the name Worm Miller, which probably gives you an idea of how how he's. Uh, <laughs> Matt just did a wormy hand motion. How with he's his right hand. How, how he's how, what his level of humor is pitched at if he calls himself a worm. Fuck off! So do you think once again it's a studio has big property? We want to. Is it Paramount that released this? Paramount, yeah. Yeah, studio has big property. We want to release it, but we also are not remotely invested. Just give it to these. You guys have it, and you, you guys. Yeah, you go make the Sonic movie. You go make the Sonic movie. Thirteen producers. Jesus. None of like what the fuck have they done? Video game producers. Oh, Tim Miller's an exec producer. Oh, no, 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 Tim. No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, no. That's probably in relation to the incorporation of visual effects, to be honest, because of his background in that. I mean, yeah, like, just a bunch of people who don't have much experience producing films, I think. Making a film, making at. a movie film. Toby making Asher, a movie film. Toby Asher is a producer known for... His work producing nothing. Garbage pale kids. <gasps> what? That is that you've seen it. I'm assuming. No, the upcoming one, not the old what? one. The upcoming one. What do you mean upcoming one? Apparently, there's an upcoming one. Why does there need to be more of garbage pale kids? Oh fuck me! This is a bunch of people who have failed upwards into producing a Sonic movie. Oh god! And it's bad. It's bad. The thing is. There was probably a better take out there. There probably was legitimately a better take. There was definitely a better take out there. You know why? Because there couldn't be a worse take than this! (laughs) That's very true. That is very, 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 very true. It's bad! (laughs) There's nothing redeeming about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Don't go and see it. It's It's not even so bad it's good, which is kind of what I was hoping for. It's just joyless, devoid of anything positive. It will make you hate yourself. He's sitting there, watching it, thinking, I could be doing anything else right now. I could be driving nails into my own scrotum right now and it'd be more enjoyable than this shit. But would those nails talk really fast? I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. What did you guys think of Sonic the Hedgehog? Bigdamncontact at gmail.com. Send us a lovely long form review. If you actually went and saw it, (laughs) all I can say is I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your stupidity. (laughs) If you can only form a few words or a gif response, at Bigdamncast on the Twitters. 
Was it worth them spending all that extra money to reanimate Sonic from the goddamn ground up? It wasn't worth them spending all that money to animate him in the first place. Was it a massive conspiracy theory concocted to basically sell tickets for this movie by pretending that they had to redesign it from the ground up? No, because we've seen the odd set standard, Sonic. That's true, but it could be part of the illusion. It's no illusion. It's just incompetence. Are you incompetent? Let us know. These guys are. At Big Damn Cast on Twitter. You can also follow weekly video game streaming nonsense, twitch.tv slash Big Damn What is next up in the backlogging catalogue? What's going to be occurring on Twitch soon? I'm playing a bit of Mass Effect at the moment. You beautiful boy. Yeah. Are you fucking everyone within a five mile radius? Uh, it's the first one, so you, your romance options are very limited. Are you fucking the people they give you the option fuck in a no. five mile radius? Is Seth Green funny? Yeah. Yay! I can't sing any more bars of that. We'll get copyright claimed by the poem. Oh, yeah, like that's ever stopped us before. (laughs) Folks, we want to know what you thought of Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you all catch up with Birds of Prey? Let us be of the knowings, and we shall speak to you again next week. Literally, that's how the transaction works. We will speak to you. You'll just listen to us but if you want to speak to us directly daily on the old discords and get involved supporting the shows the projects we do Big Downcast is on the Patreon patreon.com slash Big Downcast yes for as little as one dollar a month that's less than a quid in UK manner you can get involved in the discord share some news talk shit talk smack and maybe maybe go real fast (laughs) oh fucking hate (laughs) (laughs) Why just fill your beans?